0: What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On this show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. I am so excited about my guest. Um, this gentleman today is a personal development coach for personal trainers and online fitness coaches. And he has recently written a book that's about to be released. It's called Love Me, and the subtitle is Love Yourself, Let Love In, and Live Your Purpose. Today, I would like to welcome Jake. How are you, Jake?
1: I'm doing so well, Janelle. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, you guys, I just want to let you know, if you're wanting to connect with Jake, you can go and find him on Instagram or on Facebook. You'll find him there at Jacob Kaufman. So Jacob, and then Kaufman is spelled K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. And you'll definitely want to connect with him after hearing his truth bombs that are about to come firing through right now. Um, This guy has been my coach for numerous months and has changed my life immensely. And that's why I wanted to bring him on because um, his wisdom is honestly out of this world. And uh, working with him actually really changed my faith first first and foremost, first and foremost, and also um, has changed my peace. Like I feel so much peace and belief in who I am and so much more self-love. So um, Jake, truly thank you so much for being on the show today
1: of course it's my pleasure thank you again for having me on i'm really excited about today
0: yeah is there anything else you want people to know about you before we dive in
1: uh no thank you for being willing to mention um, on instagram like janelle said uh, if you'd like to follow me for updates on my book when it will be released uh, it's just at jacob kaufman k-a-u-f-f-m-a-n like janelle said so I would love to interact with you and follow you there.
0: Cool, cool. So yeah, the thing I want to start with is um, I would love for you to share your story with the listeners today because you show up so vulnerably on social media and you share parts of your story that like, honestly, I don't know anyone who, who goes as vulnerable as you do on social media. So mm-hmm. I figure since you're, really open with it, I thought that would be a great way to kick off today's podcast.
1: Totally, absolutely. And and thank you for that acknowledgement. I I really, really appreciate it. I make it an intention of mine to to do just what you spoke about, which is to show up in, in a very raw and vulnerable and authentic way on social media, because oftentimes I feel that all we see are the highlights. On social media and we don't actually experience people for what they're struggling with and what they're going through and Oftentimes I recognize that it creates an inherent level of disconnection between people Which is just an interesting paradigm that we find ourselves in where never before have we been more closely connected due to technology and social media but so disconnected on an emotional and a spiritual level and so I love that I have the opportunity to bring a level of, of humanness to social media, uh, to be able to allow others into the conversation of what it looks like to, to struggle because we're all on a unique journey and we all experience struggles. That's one of the inherent parts of life and the unavoidable parts of life uh, is, is pain. And I don't think we talk about that enough. And I think it, Shows up in the fact that never before have we seen this many number of suicides and opioid addiction and deaths due to uh, drugs and alcohol uh, in in many 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 years, and it's a problem. And although I could go on about that for a long time, <laughs> I'll I'll weave that into my story. Uh, so that's a long winded way of saying thank you for that acknowledgement. Of course, but. As far as my story is concerned, I, I'm from the Midwest. I was born and raised in Michigan in a very, very small town, little over a thousand people, uh, right on Lake Michigan, beautiful, beautiful part of the state. Uh, ended up going to college in Minnesota where I got a double major in business and sociology and lived in Chicago for a number of years before I ended up moving out to California. And I moved out to California a little over four years ago, primarily to dive into personal development, which is how I found myself in coaching in the first place. And the main driver behind exploring personal development work and emotional intelligence work was because of what I experienced uh, growing up. And I'm very open about, about this, about what I experienced in my story and my social media, so if you follow along there, you'll get more details and more insight into what's gone on in my life uh, ever since I was young. But growing up, I, I was sexually abused at a young age, as a teenager, um, and there was a unique set of circumstances uh, surrounding that abuse, just given that it didn't, didn't happen in, in secret. It happened in front of, actually, a lot of people. Um, it happened in front of all of my friends that I grew up with at Christian summer camp. And because of this incident, uh, it was turned into a joke. And that joke followed me all throughout middle school and high school for a number of years. I was bullied. I was hazed, made fun of incessantly for um, the abuse itself. And that took, as you can imagine, an extreme multi- emotional toll on myself insofar that I I never truly felt like I fit in I didn't feel fully accepted or embraced for who I actually was and I didn't feel like I was enough for my friends for my family and it was very very isolating and it had me put on many many masks in the name of not only being accepted but also being and avoiding being physically hurt and so that had me years down the road, push away love and affection because I found myself so conflicted around wanting to experience love so much, but also not feeling safe to open myself up to that experience. And this is a common place that victims of abuse find themselves in. I recognize that I'm not unique in that regard by all me by any means, but my, my story resonates with so many because of of how public the incident ended up being and how it followed me around for many, many years before I ended up acknowledging it for what it was, which was you know, sexual abuse. And so coming out to California was very much inspired by wanting to desperately work through those things because for years my answer was to simply suppress and repress the emotions and the frustration, the anger, the resentment surrounding that incident. And it showed up everywhere in my life. Um, I've been fired from every job I've ever had. <laughs> wow. I, I, I often make fun of myself for being completely un- unemployable, um, but also recognizing that it is one of my gifts <laughs> at the same time because um, it's what has me care so, so much. And why working for myself is so gratifying. Um, But it also had me sabotage relationships, whether they be personal, familial, romantic. Um, I I just found myself in this very conflicted space, like I mentioned previously, of, of wanting love so desperately, but not feeling safe to experience it. And so I knew I needed to work through and heal from those things, from the events of my past, from the abuse of my past, in order to fully step into my future and live in my purpose.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much for, first of all, as I said before, vulnerably sharing because I know so many people listening to this right now either have experienced sexual abuse or, or know someone that has. And I Mm -hmm. think you probably know the number better than I, but I want to say it's one in three or one in four, um, People in America have been sexually abused in some way, shape, or form, um and it's it's really it feels like it's still such a taboo topic to even really talk about out loud because it's so personal and so
1: mm-hmm.
0: damaging. To I mean, I my right now in my gut, I literally just feel like it, it's just it's thickening to even think about the scenario of what happened to you, and I'm even thinking of some of my other friends who have shared with me along the way that they've gone through something similar. And it's, it's so sickening to, to think about that. I think it's becomes really hard for anyone to talk about, mm-hmm. let alone um, work through on their own. Like, it's like, you don't even want to share it with a friend or a loved one often, let alone work through it and ask yourself questions and heal from it. So, I mean, for you, like, what does this healing process look like?
1: Great question. And wow, has it been a journey? Um, and, and I say that with nothing but gratitude because it first and foremost started with me actually acknowledging it for what it was. And then it also involved me being willing to talk about it uh, because the first time I ever shared it was with my therapist. And after that, I I shared it with my immediate family, but it wasn't until years later that I actually spoke about it publicly for the first time. And this brings up a very, very interesting point that I feel is so valuable um, because we're always born into relationship, we're wounded in relationship, and we heal in relationship. And that's why I feel like so many people are still left to deal with the wounds and the hurt from their past is simply because they haven't been willing to talk about it because of what it might mean if they do. And I know for me, I wasn't willing to talk about it because I was so scared of judgment, of rejection, of being hurt all over again. And it was that fear that perpetuated this, ongoing cycle of self-protection, but really it had me recreate what I didn't want, which was pushing people away, which was pushing love away, which was pushing acceptance away simply because I was so scared of it and I didn't trust it. And so for anybody who's listening, if you've experienced this, my healing process is going to look different from yours, but what's important to remember is that as long as you hold back from sharing your story, your story is going to hold you back. Wow. So when it came to dealing with this, it first and foremost started about, started with me being willing to talk about it with other people and allowing myself to be open to the support, to the love, to the belonging that I had always wanted and it started in a various, through various modalities, uh, starting with therapy. I went to a number of different workshops uh, here in Los Angeles, which is where I live. Um, but I, I've gone through a number of coaching programs. I've had several one-on-one coaches throughout the years who have, have truly supported me in in ways that I can't even begin to articulate to to heal from the wounds of my past so that I could powerfully step into my purpose. And that's made all the difference in the world because I feel like so many of us are looking for our why, are looking for our purpose, but we're looking for outside of ourselves when really it's found in the events of our past. Our purpose is found in our pain. It was birthed from the same thing. And so for me, it was diving into and not running from that which caused that pain. It was in facing it, healing from it, and seeing how those events made me stronger, contributed to my greatness, and discovering my purpose in them that I was then able to take the value and be able to offer it to other people.
0: Yeah, and I remember you actually had me um, do a journaling exercise that was like that. Um, mm-hmm. And do you know, like off the top of your head, do you know that journaling prompt in case anyone who's listening right now is like, oh my gosh, this sounds really awesome. I think yeah. I, I know that they know the painful thing, probably like whoever's listening right now, if you're listening, you probably know your painful thing. There's probably like a little red flag. It's like, that's probably it, but don't don't think about it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe sometimes the first step if you don't have money for a therapist, obviously a therapist or a coach can can be a really, really, really awesome option, but maybe the very first step is maybe just writing it out and maybe it's just putting it on a piece of paper and then that might be the first step and then going and receiving professional help along the way. So mm-hmm. Jake, what what would you say that um, that journaling prompt was?
1: Yeah, great question. And just to provide some context around why this is so important, Janelle just touched on it briefly. But it's really worth mentioning and and taking time out to speak into why this is so important because if you never actually get to this point, you will continue to attach the same emotions to the events of your past. You will continue to attach fear, pain, sadness, resentment, anger, whatever it may be to those events, which simply means that you will continue to recycle them. Because 95% of our thoughts are recycled. So if those emotions, if those same emotions are attached to old events, you're going to continue to bear the fruit of those negative emotions, those painful emotions. So one of the exercises-
0: Can you give an example of that really fast, just so we can get a little more concrete?
1: Yeah, like a tangible example.
0: Yeah. Like a tangible example, like, um, you know, for, for people who are like, well, what do you mean this? I'm repeating the same stuff. I'm thinking the same stuff. I'm bearing the same fruit. Like, yeah, understand what you, what you mean by
1: that. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit more context would support because humans operate from their subconscious primarily 90 to 95% of our choices, our decisions, our actions are driven by our subconscious mind and whenever we experience trauma we experience it in multiple different ways there's what led up to what happened there's what happened there was what was going on around you while it was happening and then there's what was happening after the fact and throughout this process we are interpreting that event about what it means what it means about us what it means about other people and what we how we ultimately make sense of that event determines how we cope with it. And when it's painful, oftentimes our answer for coping with it is to not cope with it, right? Which is, which is why we see such an epidemic around opi- opioid addiction and treating the symptoms of much deeper-seated problems, right, treating depression and anxiety with medication to overcome the symptoms, rather than healing the events that it's attached to. So for me, I'll speak specifically for my experience, I know that looking back at my abuse, I was still angry at the abuser. I was still resenting my friends for not intervening and stopping it. I was still attaching sadness to the bullying and to the hazing that went on well after the abuse that had me continue to hold on to those emotions even late into my my twenties, that then showed up in my romantic relationships much much later, because I was triggered by emotions from the past that were still attached and rooted in pain. So I hope that answers. Well, how,
0: well how did? Okay, I'm going to dig a little bit more here. Sure. How, did, how did like a girlfriend, for example, how? Yep. Cl- how could she trigger? Like, is it like sexually she was triggering something, or was it like something she would say that would and then trigger like not enoughness or trigger mm-hmm. um, like the lies that you were believing or something like
1: that? Yeah, great, great question. And I'll use a very simple example. And I think I've used this with you, Janelle, before. In that the issue is never the issue, uh, right? You, you're, you're engaged. And you you probably experienced something similar to this where you're never actually upset that your significant other didn't bring home uh, you know, the lemons from the grocery store when you ask them to. <laughs> what you're really upset about is that you don't feel heard, that your needs don't feel like a priority, that you don't feel like a priority. But of course, you had to have an experience in which you first felt that to then be triggered by it in the future to give you context for it. So for me, I felt very, very isolated as a result of my abuse. I didn't feel like I was truly fully accepted for who I was. And so later on in life, how that showed up was me constantly recycling through different friendships, actually, um, where I would go from one group of friends to the next, to the next, to the next, because in every single group of friends, I inherently didn't feel fully accepted. I was still recycling this old story attached to an event that happened 20 years ago. And so in romantic relationship, to answer your question and to bring this full circle, uh, whenever I felt in the relationship as if my needs weren't being met or as if I wasn't being fully accepted, I would get triggered Because of the pain that was still attached to the events of my past and to the abuse of my past Mind you this was all going on at the subconscious level Out of a desire for self-protection, but this is exactly what our our ego does in order to prevent us from being hurt again or experiencing pain again uh, is by creating a survival pattern around it and a trigger just serves as a warning that we're at risk of getting hurt. And so subconsciously this is running in the background while we're completely unaware of it in order for us to not experience the initial event from which that trigger came from. And so for me, it was the abuse that bore this birthed, excuse me, this trigger uh, of not feeling fully accepted. Um, and so, of course, that showed up in everything in my relationships with uh, my friends, my family, and my significant others. And whenever I felt that way, I, w- I was triggered. And it was really out of a desire just to be protected and not to experience uh, that physical hurt again. Mm,
0: yeah, cool. Thank you. Thanks for making that. Yeah, of course. Really tangible. Um, and I just realized, I don't think we've, i I interrupted you so many different times, digging and digging and digging. Um, You're good. I don't think we ever got to the actual journaling prompt. (laughs) Yeah, great question. I was
1: about to say, where were we? (laughs) Um,
0: Dig, 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 dig.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. And I appreciate that because this is only going to make it that much more valuable for those that actually go through this process. Understanding why it's so powerful, why it's so impactful, and what it can ultimately deliver for you in your life, which is freedom, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're all searching for at the end of the day is, is, is freedom from that, which holds us back and that, that prevents us from achieving what we ultimately want in life. We want freedom from those things. So for me, one of the ways that I have supported my clients in recreating their perception of what has happened to them, because we can't change what happened right? We can't change the event. We can't go into the past and change it. We can't change how they felt about it at the time, but we can change fundamentally their perception of what happened to them. And so one of the ways that I do this with my clients is walking them through a reframing process around the painful moments in their life. And so that starts with journaling about what the event was, what happened to them first and foremost, what happened. And then How that impacted them? How did that make them feel in the moment? And then bringing it to the present moment, making it real and relevant to them, asking what story they created about themselves and about other people as a result of that incident. And this is where you really get into the juice of this exercise because everything that we've ever experienced We create a story from it, right? An interpretation from it. And so this story about ourselves might be, I'm not good enough. Or in my case, I'm not fully accepted for who I am. As far as the stories about others, this might be others can't be trusted or, or pardon me, um, I can't rely on other people. Right, And so we continue to play these stories, these interpretations out in real life until we reverse the script and undo the story and the interpretation attached to the event. Um, So what are the stories that you made up about yourself and other people? Uh, The next part of the journaling prompt uh, to make it real and relevant is the prices that you're paying as a result of that story. Again, for me, not feeling fully accepted, this was pushing other people away before they could push me away. Uh, And then the prices other people are paying is I constantly held people at arm's length and I didn't let them in. I didn't let them fully see me. And it was a way that my ego got to recycle that story of not feeling uh, fully accepted for who I am. Because how could I be when I didn't allow others to fully see and experience me? So that next part is really important. What are the prices that you continue to pay as a result of those stories? And what are the prices that other people pay uh, as a result of, of those stories?
0: Yeah. And I think for that one, that's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy a lot of times, yes. right? Because yep. people just assume that everyone hates them or whatever. It might yep. be a lie. And then they act weird around people and then people yep. act weird back. And then it feels like they hate you or whatever.
1: A hundred percent. Yep the world is just holding up a mirror for us so if you're feeling like you're constantly being judged or looked down on or not fully accepted or not appreciated or loved it's simply the world telling you what needs to be healed within you that's it so good Mm -hmm. but the other part of the journal exercise is really the important part and right and this is where we move on from the pain of our past to claim our power, to step into our purpose. And that is looking at the same event through a different set of lenses. So I have my client's journal then about how that event made them stronger then how that event contributed to their gift and to their greatness the unique gift that they are to this world and the gift that they have to offer to others. And then the last part is asking them, how will they use that event to be in service to others and to inspire them in their purpose? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really Where the rubber meets the road, for lack of a better phrase, insofar that we are able to move from a space of of pain to perspective in seeing how our story is ultimately meant to be used to support and serve other people, to ensure that they don't suffer from the same pain that we experienced, and to ensure that they don't hold themselves back as a result of what they've gone through
0: yeah yeah so i'm super curious just because you just said the whole journaling thing and i feel like a lot of people who are listening might be like especially if they've experienced um you know sexual abuse or bullying a lot of times i've actually talked with clients about this journaling um exercise and i find that sometimes people have a really hard time reframing Figuring out how that made them stronger, or how to make it, how to spin it into a positive. So I am really yep. curious. How did you take your story? That's like, yeah. I mean, a- anyone who has experienced abuse or has friends or family or a loved one who's experienced it, just knows how how gut wrenchingly awful and painful and just horrible it is. And so I'm just, I guess I'm curious. How do you reframe that mm. to make you stronger and to further you your purpose? Are you ready for change but not sure which direction to go or how to get there? I feel you. I've been there before. Whether you're trying to change your body, your career, or your relationships, it all starts with believing that you are worthy and your life has a purpose worth pursuing. So if you want support in upleveling your mindset and taking action on your life, I would love to support you. Apply for my one-on-one coaching program by clicking the link on my Instagram bio or going to my website at JanelleLanae.com. I cannot wait to talk to you.
1: Great question. And I'll answer this in a couple of ways because I think it's important to understand that first and foremost, your ego doesn't want you to perceive of the pain of your past in this way. It doesn't. Because by preserving the pain your ego is able to protect you, right? And this isn't true. We know this isn't true. This is where the idea of a self-fulfilling prophecy, like you mentioned, comes into play insofar that we ultimately manifest the very things that we're afraid of, right? Because where our uh, energy goes, our attention flows and where we put our attention, ultimately that becomes our intention, right? So if we're afraid of being hurt by others and that becomes the focus of, And the driver by which we operate and live, we will just create that because we are giving it energy day in and day out. So your ego doesn't want you to reframe it and recreate what has happened to you to perceive it in that way because it thinks that if you do, that you won't be safe anymore because it won't be able to use the fear in order to create those boundaries, uh, those protective measures, those triggers uh, that alarm you of when you're about to be hurt. But the the battle is won, and you get to trust that. And so for me, how I worked through that was fundamentally understanding that in order for me to put myself in a position to serve others and support others in their healing process. It required that I do that myself first. And so I I think in order to make it really tangible for any of, any of the listeners of this podcast, it would be, you know, just like I said before that as long as you hold back from sharing your story Your story will hold you back. Well, the same can be made true when it comes to the events that we've experienced. As long as you continue to attach pain to them, you won't be able to use them in a purpose-driven way to be in service and to be in support of others and to leverage those events to see how they created you into the person that you are today the unique gift that you are today because we are a result of our experiences and of our relationships and our conditioning and our environment and we can't avoid that we can only accept and appreciate that Uh, and for myself I know that not feeling fully accepted uh, growing up all the time was what allowed me to have the gift that I now embody so well, which is that of compassion. Mm-hmm. And, and Janelle, you know, having worked with me, I'm uh, I'm hoping and praying that this is, you know, something that you've always experienced in, in our conversations together Is is this compassion for others, for where they're at, for what they're going through, for what they're struggling with and being able to hold space for them and suffer alongside of them. And that is actually what literal definition of compassion is, which is to to suffer alongside someone. And and so I am able to now use that gift to support my coaching clients so that they can support their coaching clients. And and that's what allows me to maximize my impact and my influence in the lives of others to truly make a difference so that they can create the life that they've always wanted.
0: Well, yeah. and, And I will definitely say, 100%. 100%. You are extremely compassionate. And um, I think the way that you share your story so openly, um, it it reminds me of my favorite quote by Marianne Williamson, but um, she talks about how when we let our light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. And
1: yeah.
0: um, by you sharing your story, it helps me want to share my story. and And therefore, my clients share their stories and And just knowing that it's okay to be human and it's okay to have pain and and it's not, and I think also the second part of that is like, it's not just sitting around in a victim mentality of repeating the pain over and (laughs) over and over and over over again,
1: but it's choosing
0: to be the hero and it's choosing to be like, yeah, that happened and that was really crappy and I'm stronger because of this and I'm going to further my purpose with it because of this And to begin to see why it happened and how it's happening for you as opposed to against you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head right there, Janelle, which is that as long as you attach pain, fear, sadness, anger, resentment towards something that's happened to you, you are living in a victim mentality. And not that there's anything wrong with that, because this is the way that the ego um, keeps you safe from experiencing that that pain again. Uh, but in order for us to truly go from being the victim to the victor, it requires us standing in full ownership and responsibility for not what has happened to us, uh, right? Because although you may have been victimized, you are most certainly not a victim. You have entire control over your perception that is something that nobody can ever take from you everything your very freedom can be taken from you but not your perception and your outlook and how you choose to approach life with that attitude uh, one that is grounded in in hope in trust in love in acceptance for for the greater good and for your future and for your healing uh, which is why I say that you know everything that you've ever wanted is not on the other side of fear. It's on the other side of your healing because fear is not real. Um, fear is ultimately an illusion and it's a weapon that our ego uses to protect us. Uh, but it, in protecting us, it also prevents us from shifting into purpose and into perspective. And that's where the real value is of owning your story sharing your story and healing from your story is is being able to take 100 percent responsibility not for what happened to you but for how you are going to live moving forward
0: wow this is so powerful thank you thank you for sharing and thank you for um just being willing to go there because i know so many people listening right now um no matter what their story is we've all gone through something and we've all experienced pain and um so you're not alone in that listeners Who, if you're listening right now you're not alone in, in the pain that you're experiencing um and i think that the first step is is getting that healing that way you can move forward and that way you can help other people um move out of that as well and that kind of brings me to my next question, which is for someone who, um, has not healed from whatever their story is, whatever it is, that's the yeah. lie that they're still holding on to, um, say they aren't a coach, right? Like you're a coach, but yeah. they're not a coach. So, yeah. you know, you're saying, well, I am healing from this so that I could help others heal from, from their stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, say someone who's listening to this, they're, oh, I don't know. A Starbucks barista. I don't know what yeah. they do, but they're not necessarily a coach, and they don't really necessarily want to be a coach. Yep. What would be their purpose in like, how would their bad thing that happened to them in their past? How would they be using that to further their purpose if it isn't like their career?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and I think, starting off, you know, I want to speak into. Uh, that life takes on a new meaning regardless of whether or not you're a coach, a consultant like myself, that life takes on a new meaning when all of a sudden it doesn't become just about you and it becomes about serving and supporting the people in your life, even if it's just your immediate friends and your family. And and I kind of in a roundabout way touched on this earlier uh, to make it, very applicable to everyone, which was to say that until you heal from uh, the pain of your past, you will constantly be projecting that onto other people, even if it's at a subconscious level, uh, right? Which is why one of the journal prompts that I gave people was speaking specifically to the prices that other people are paying, right? Because I talked about this the outcome of my abuse was pushing other people away, holding them at arm's length. And they experienced that and they suffered because of it because they weren't able to experience me for who I truly am, which ultimately they just then had me <laughs> resent them for it. Uh, right. And then I was just creating the very demons that I was fighting. And so it doesn't matter if you're a coach or not understanding that this shows up everywhere in your life and impacts everything because our identity, and this is just the way that our ego works, our conditioning works and how our personality is formed in so far that our identity is so much rooted in what has happened to us from a very, very young age. And so, Uh, You don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be a consultant. You don't have to be uh, a service provider uh, at all to understand the value of healing uh, that when we heal, we heal everyone around us because we create, we're able to create new results by healing. We're able to create new paradigms within relationships, within ourselves, within others and we're able to open the doors to intimacy to connection that didn't exist previously because we were operating in a victim mentality and driven by self-protection rather than connection rather than vulnerability rather than creating intimacy in relationship to one another
0: yeah yeah so what are your relationships like now now that you've healed
1: oh it's a great great question And and i'm so glad you asked because You know, one of the things that I talk about with my clients over and over again is that when you're really doing this inner work, right, this deep healing work, one of the most profound things that stands to change right away is the quality of your relationships, right? You will no longer have the capacity for surface level relationships that ultimately don't serve your greater good and align with your purpose and who you are as a person, what you value as an individual. And so for me, uh, my relationships have honestly never been better. I, I feel like I have uh, so much support around me um, that started with me opening myself up to receiving that support. Uh, my relationship with my family has never been better, despite uh, the fact that they're all living back in Michigan. I go back multiple times a year, um, which is one of the reasons I I wanted to become an online entrepreneur in the first place was to be able to go visit them whenever I possibly could without limitation but uh, great question yeah my relationships I I couldn't be more grateful for the quality of the friendships and relationships that I have in my life at this time.
0: Wow and okay so when you first started to open up and share your story you were really scared like for someone who's listening right now who's like they're kind of they're hearing things that they're like wow I feel like my relationships seem really surface level and then they're like yeah well, that's weird i um i never really thought about why it was so surface level like you know i think sometimes people blame others right like maybe it's their fault for not getting deeper and one of the things that we have talked about is being source and yeah. being source means mm. you get to make things happen that you want to see happen so if you want to see deeper conversation happen within your friendship within your romantic relationship within your relationship with your family like you get to choose to do that and you get to be the leader in it instead of sitting around and waiting for the other person to go there. You can go there first. And so it sounds like that's what you ended up doing, Jake is like opening yourself up, even though it was really scary to start sharing these vulnerable, vulnerable things. And would you share a little bit about what that was like when you first got started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just to piggyback off of, of what, You spoke into, Janelle, around being source, uh, which is uh, just kind of an add-on to this understanding that I am ultimately responsible, uh, not for everything that's happened to me, not for everything uh, that happens around me, uh, but when it comes to my life and and my perceptions and how I respond to what happens to me, I am ultimately responsible. So I am the source of every result in my life, good or bad, uh, because I realize that ultimately my interpretation of the events that happened to me are ultimately up to me and not to um, anybody that might have abused me or victimized me in, in, in any regard. But, you know, as, as far as when I first started sharing my story, it was very jarring as you can imagine for, uh, for a lot of people because processing pain is very uncomfortable and for everybody involved, uh, right? For for me, um, but especially for those closest to me because this isn't something that we talk about um, normally or regularly, uh, which is why what I post online is so polarizing in essence because uh, we have so many stories wrapped up in and surrounded by what might happen if we do share this story, right? That we might be judged or rejected or not accepted or ridiculed uh, or in worst case scenarios, we might be hurt physically. And it's that fear that our ego uses to prevent us from experiencing the pain again. And so for me, when I first started sharing my story, it was very, very jarring, but understanding that vulnerability is a skill and it takes practice to be comfortable within yourself to be open to sharing knowing that even if you aren't accepted by the person that you're sharing with the right people will be there to support you and what doesn't define you is what has happened to you Uh, what defines you is what you do with it and the support that you receive because of it
0: awesome yeah that's cool. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's, um, it's interesting to think how it's uncomfortable for both parties, right? You're like, it's uncomfortable for me, and it's uncomfortable for the listener. And, of course, on the other side of that uncomfortability of this, this hard conversation of sharing something deep within your heart. And for some people that it might even just be starting to have conversations with your family about or friends about, you know, your deepest desires maybe it's about your past maybe it's about hope or it's just something more vulnerable and deeper than simply talking about the weather or simply talking about um, you know just wor- how's work good how's your work you know it's learning it's a muscle that that you exercise a vulnerability of sharing a little bit more than you
1: you don't really want to
0: go there but you're like ah I think I'm going to go there. And then you go there and the person who's like, so Mm -hmm. often the other person then is like, dang, that was amazing. That person just shared like more than I thought they were going to. And then generally they end up wanting to do the same. So then you'll get a little extra about their life. And then the next time you hang out, it'll happen again. It'll get a little deeper. And so it takes, it takes time. Um, And then unfortunately, sometimes some people that Aren't as supportive or aren't willing to go there. Unfortunately, those friendships might start to fade away a little bit. Yeah, altogether because You're just on different uh, I don't know if I want to say levels. That's not really the word I want to use But you're just in different places where mm-hmm. you're wanting to have the depth and they're really not wanting to and, and it just it does cause a lot of friction at times
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely uh, and I think that's so valuable Right, what you just said, which is that um, as we grow, the things that aren't in alignment with our growth will fall away, and you know this because you know you you've been a personal trainer in the past. Well, you are a personal trainer, but you you know you've been a, a personal uh, training coach to others in the past. Uh, that when you start to invest in your physical fitness, uh, you get to make decisions around what serves the lifestyle that you are looking for. And oftentimes that comes with sacrifice, right? And sacrifice is never about um, what we're giving up, but what we are choosing into, right? So with your physical fitness, this might be certain foods or certain behaviors so that you can prioritize your diet, your nutrition, and your fitness in order to accomplish your fitness goals. What we're talking about is exactly the same insofar that people and and things will start to fade out of your life as you continue to grow because they're not in alignment with your growth and they don't support your ongoing growth and this is nothing to beat yourself up over this is nothing to feel bad about this is this is simply life this is how this is how it works and um, to to really make this even more actionable for uh the audience and and anyone who's who might be listening, I would strongly recommend a book called Daring Greatly if you've never heard of it. It's a book by Brene Brown all around the power of vulnerability to transform our relationships. And I think it's worth mentioning that vulnerability simply means a willingness to be wounded. And I think that's why going back to your question a few moments ago, Janelle, of why it's so hard to share our story and the parts of us Uh, that are attached to pain in the past is because by being vulnerable, we're literally opening ourselves up to be wounded yet again. But it's these very things that create the intimacy, the connection, the authenticity that every relationship truly longs for. And this is where we create safety in, in relationship to be able to open up to talk about our struggles what we're wrestling with so that we can allow ourselves to be supported in it
0: mm, yeah i love it so good cool okay so um i guess i have a couple final questions for you and yeah. um i i want to start with asking um a bit about your what you're doing right now and and letting people know who are l- listening what your program might look like if they were curious, um, if they are an online trainer or a personal trainer, who's looking to improve their business and take yeah. it to the next level, um, what that would look like for them. And then also to let people know, like with your book and with everything that we've talked about today, what is your long-term vision of what you are hoping to change in the world?
1: Oh, I love that question so much. And it's something that I think about every, every day. Um, as far as what I do for work, I, like you said, Janelle, I'm a personal development coach for personal trainers and online coach coaches, um, specifically in the health and wellness space. And really that's only for marketing purposes for having a targeted niche that I serve, but as you can imagine, because of my story, because of how I support my clients, I do end up attracting, attracting people that are outside of the fitness space. And that's totally fine. I love supporting people from all demographics. Uh, that's just simply how I position myself online. But uh, for my, as far as my long-term vision is concerned, especially with the book, is to ultimately support people in determining who they are and why they're here, you know, one of my favorite quotes is by Leo Tolstoy, uh, the old uh, Renaissance author. Well, he's not from the Renaissance period; he was a Renaissance man. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, he once said that without knowing who I am and why I'm here, life is impossible. And you know, look no further than some of the statistics around uh, the job market um, for understanding how people are so disconnected from who they are and why they're here over 70 percent of people are actually going to look to change jobs this year because on some level they are unhappy with what it is that they're doing and they want a change and this just simply serves to reinforce uh, the idea that i have that more now than ever before we are disconnected from who we are and from our purpose, from why we're truly here. And this is what I ultimately long for um, when working with my clients is that they come into full appreciation of who they are and of their purpose for why they are here and for the unique gift that they have to offer the world. And so that is that is the intention behind my book, um, to share that lesson and to share uh, the lesson of love. And, and how ultimately loving ourselves is the key to us being able to increase our capacity to love others more.
0: Mm. Come on, preach! That's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> like he's on a roll, guys. We're just gonna keep going. We'll be here for another five hours.
1: Awesome. Driving right
0: it. now. Just continuing to drive. Don't stop. No, I love it. It's so good, and um, I know that you have inspired me so much and you've changed so many of my ways of being and thinking. And um, I, I'm just, I'm so happy. I, I hope that people are getting, I can only imagine if, if people are listening right now, they're just like, dang, like you're probably gonna have to like listen again. Cause there's so many good truth bombs in here and so much wisdom, like Start over and take notes, people. Come on, get out your notes. <laughs> out notes. There's good stuff in here. So, um, okay. So, your what would you say is the biggest takeaway and practical application that you want someone to walk away with today? With I know we gave the journal prompt, so um, mm-hmm. I can put the journal prompt in the show notes so that people can you know find that really easily, go home and journal on that. Um, yeah. Is the, other than that, what's the biggest takeaway you want people to leave with today?
1: Oh, I love this question, and I'm constantly talking about it. Uh, one of my favorite books is, is Start with Why by, by Simon Sinek. And so many people, uh, especially those that I work with, are constantly wondering uh, why they're here. What is their purpose? And for the audience, for anyone who's listening, I would strongly encourage you that your why is found in the events of of your past. And if there's one thing that I could encourage you to do, it's to ultimately heal from the pain of your past so that you can become clear and step into, into your purpose. And that starts with giving yourself the grace and the love and the compassion that you need while walking through this because it is a journey and we're all on a unique journey that is individual to us. And until we know who we are, we are constantly going to be informed by the world, by social media of who we're not. And and so life is a journey of walking a road that ultimately leads back to you. So figure out and find and discover who you truly are, apart from what has happened to you, apart from your job or your success or your money in your bank account, and establish yourself in, in your purpose to create a very clear vision for the life that you want and for the life that you were always meant to have.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, Jake. Well, thank you so much for being here today.
1: (laughs) Of course.
0: I am, I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm I'm looking forward to listening and taking notes on this one.
1: (laughs) Love it. Um,
0: Okay, cool. So yeah, tell tell everyone where you want them to, I know we kind of talked about at the beginning where they can find you and um, yeah, how they can reach out.
1: Yeah, of course. For anybody who's interested in connecting with me, like I mentioned at the beginning, the best way is via Instagram at Jacob Kaufman. That's J-A-C-O-B-K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. Just my full first and last name. Would love to connect and interact with you there. Uh, Otherwise, I'm also on Facebook uh, as Jake Kaufman, which is actually uh, what everybody refers me to. I know it's a little bit confusing, uh, but uh, you know, Jake Kaufman on Instagram is already taken, so I apologize. But um, would love to connect with you, and would love to stay in touch, and uh, would love the opportunity to make you aware of when my book is coming out, so that you can that you can read it, that you can uh, glean all the value and all the lessons from my story that I've learned throughout my healing process. Uh, so that you can ultimately use it to create uh, the life that you want. Mm,
0: Awesome. Thank you, Jake. Really appreciate it. Thanks for being on today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.